0: So before we get into anything else here, we got to do our regular crypto bats update. And there's been a very strange, interesting occurrence uh, that's going to put an asterisk next to this week. So as of March 26th, or maybe we'll go back to the 25th here, the price of a crypto bat had dropped to 0.25 ETH, uh, going on the long-running trend of just constantly dropping. However, As of March 27th, there was one single purchase that completely fucked up the graph because someone sold, uh, let me look at the name here. It's the Prince of Darkness bat. It's a completely special crypto bat that looks like Ozzy, unlike all the others that just look like pure shit. This one looks like a shitty Ozzy and it's sold for 23 ETH, like $77,000. That's a lot of money. Does it say who it was So to? it completely fucked up the chart. Yeah, let's see. It was sold to someone named D23763. Oh, that's probably Ozzy Osbourne then.
1: Yeah. If Ozzy is the Prince <laughs> well, fuck of that. Darkness... To my bat bag. If Ozzy the Prince of Darkness, does that mean the King of Darkness is his dad? <laughs> that's a good point. I think so. Or is it that his dad is Satan?
0: Like, why isn't he the king? If I was Satan, I wouldn't want to settle for the king... Because God is like your enemy and God isn't just a king. He's a God. So I feel like if I was Satan, I would want to call myself the God of darkness. If I was Joe Jackson, Michael Jackson's dad, I would make him call himself
1: the Prince of Pop. And then, yeah. <laughs> then I would be the King of Pop. And then when I die, he can be the King of Pop. I, did I, Is there didn't a he such thing as a Grand son? King of Pop? Probably. I don't know, honestly. But. Joe Jackson, the black one. Let's see. Yeah, 2018 he died. Holy shit. Oh, damn. So that would have been such a good deal for him. If he made Michael be the Prince of Pop, he would have never been the king. He would have passed that title to, I don't know, Paris Jackson? Yeah. It would be like Charles,
0: <laughs> Prince Charles. Like, he's never going to get to be king. That's true. What is the lineage? Is is uh, like Blanket Jackson or whatever? Is he the king of pop now? It should be. I mean, if we're doing hereditary titles, it should... Uh, yeah, that sounds right to me. You can't just change it. But man, with this Prince of Darkness um, crypto bat, you really hate to see it because the guy who sold it for 23 ETH, AA8A Black, only bought it for 1.85 ETH, so they flipped that thing for like 70 grand profit. Wait a minute. Probably more than every other crypto bat combined, honestly. Did Michael Jackson and Lisa Marie Presley have kids? I don't know. I just know he has one or two, but I do if they did. Him.
1: Because Elvis was the king, so she would oh, have inherited right. that title. Yeah. Let's see. No, they never had kids. Damn, that would have been the Charles V of pop. He would have been the <laughs> king of rock and roll and pop. And
0: it would have been Blanket. Yeah, finally someone needs to unite the pop and rock worlds. For too long they've been at war and no one's been able to make pop rock. Who's the king of rap? Um, I don't know, Kendrick Lamar. Because <laughs> we- remember when he, did, when he did the control verse and said he's the king of New York? So I think that he's the closest thing. Oh, that's true. Let's see. How old is... Lisa Marie Presley
1: is 54, but Riley Keough, that's her daughter. So she probably uh, inherits the claim. She was in a Lars von Trier film. She was in Zola. So she
0: needs to marry uh, like Blanket Jackson or whatever the fuck Michael Jackson's kid's name is. She needs to marry Kendrick Lamar and have a kid. And then they can invent rap rock. Yeah, that's right. And
1: then Machine Gun Kelly, he can be like the the pretender to the throne of rap rock. They have to declare war on him and overthrow him because he thinks he has the throne.
0: (laughs) Well, he has a very militarized name, so I don't think he's going to be giving it up easily. Apparently, one of uh, Lisa Marie Presley's half-brother is named Garibaldi.
1: And I have no way to justify this, but I think he might be the heir to the throne of
0: Italy, even though he was never (laughs) the king. Unified Italy, so pop rock unified Italy. I wonder if Machine Gun Kelly is ever going to have like a moment of remorse about having like a violent name and change it to just like Kelly or Kelly the Rapper. Apparently
1: he's getting into self-deprecation now. He has a
0: new song called
1: Mainstream Sellout. Oh, where he's cool. Like, I suck. Is it a, is it a pop rock good. song? I think so. Man, I saw something funny. about it on I Rolling I do think Stone. that that's
0: what rappers think rock music is because like Lil Wayne's rock album... Uh, it was about how he doesn't get the girls, you know? Yeah. it's like They they think that it's got to be really mopey. I guess that's like they're, what they took away from grunge, even though that's not really true of like Nirvana or anything. Oh, he said in this new song, Paper Cuts, which apparently has a strummy Cobain-Pain
1: guitar. Ugh. And it has a line, Y'all said I switched genres. I saw the limit and took it farther. I'm a genius. Could have made Donda. But this song is to my dead father.
0: Ugh. God. Mm. I don't know. Like, I, I think a lot of people could have made Donda. I know the implication that that's Kanye being a genius is pretty interesting. Like, not a lot of people I think could even have made most like, a like late big Kanye fans are not going to say it's great. Yeah, <laughs> but Donda, I,
1: I think there are probably a couple dozen people who could have made that. Yeah, absolutely. He has a song called "Emo." I think Girl. there's a couple dozen people who could have made it a lot better. Oh, he has Willow Smith on it. Oh wow! It opens with a clip of Jennifer's Body, which was starring Megan Fox. I remember Panic at the Disco had a really good song in the soundtrack of that movie. It was right after the guitarist left. Huh. It was called "New Perspective," I think, where it was just Brendan Urie, probably their last song that I liked. But anyway, it's so weird how self—that's referential. That's, that's a bizarre cultural
0: uh, touchstone to c- come back to in like 2022 to open your album. Yeah, it's like a reference to his current wife or girlfriend.
1: And then it's got Willow Smith, and it's like, it's, all it is is references. It's just a loop of references. Family Guy core. It really is Family Guy. It's musical Family Guy. It's like, remember this? Remember this? Oh, he has Lil Wayne on two
0: tracks. So it's even like a reference to the Lil Wayne Rebirth album. Yeah, totally. Wow. Paying homage to the other guy to make dog shit rock. Wow, that's just an abyss. You should get Fred Durst on it. I, mean, I hope uh, Fred Durst turned him down. He's got too much tact. So, anyway, was there anything else about the Crypto Bats? No, I just think it's a shame that one of them actually paid off for someone. But then, if you look at the most recent ones, they're all going for like 0. 0.23 now. So, it's still on its way down. There just happens to be one specific Crypto Bat that's worth money, apparently. I downloaded or uh, added myself to the Discord again. I downloaded the
1: Discord. I sound like John Acapinti. <laughs>
0: Yeah, anything exciting going on in there? Apparently, someone scammed people. <laughs> what a surprise! Trying to follow the thread back. You know, I want to go on one tangent here from you mentioning Willow Smith earlier. Obviously, I'm not going to talk about the Will Smith thing specifically, but just uh, one of my favorite Trump, maybe my favorite Trump tweet of all time, came to mind today when I was looking at the the New Yorker. Where like the New Yorker did some like short web thing where like they sent a correspondent to like the Oscars. You know that kind of just. Typical lame bullshit. But it caught my eye just because the correspondent was like, I went to uh, the Vanity Fair after party and Will Smith was there. And it's like, wait a second. The Vanity Fair after party. That's the one where sissy Graydon Carter of failing Vanity Fair magazine and owner of Bad Food Restaurants has a problem. His VF Oscar party is no longer hot. The very party made famous by Trump is still rolling on. And it must be hot if Will Smith's going there. I think that was cap on Trump's part. Because maybe... Yeah, I agree. Like, it sounds like it's hotter than ever. Maybe
1: at the peak of The Apprentice or in 1988, having him at your Oscar party would mean it's hot. But I think now, or when that tweet was, which was what, like 2014-ish? Yeah. Even back then, it would not be hot to uh, have him at your party. It would be kind of yeah, kind of certainly gauche. now
0: it would be anti-hot. Yeah,
1: now the only parties he can go to are at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, and I, I guess but those I mean, are hotter than ever. They were they were never really hot uh,
0: in the past, but wow. Yeah, good for him. He carved out his own niche. Although I think that probably most people would agree that Sissy Graydon Carter threw a hotter Oscar party this year than Mar-a-Lago because Will Smith was dancing to in Jiggy with It at that party. Wow, talk about self-referential. Yeah, Machine Gun Kelly should get him on a track now, too. Was
1: he there? I wonder who goes there. Do they have any podcasters? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Probably Will Manneker gets an invite. We should yeah. ask him. No, the, the Pod Save America guys. Nate Ruiz is spotted, uh, spotted at the, the, the <laughs> yeah. sissy New Year's party. Yeah, the uh, failing Vanity Fair
1: magazine. They should let Trump back. They should have an archive at least. I know there's already an archive that screenshots his tweets and puts them back up, but they should just Put the entire account up there. Don't let him post on it, but leave it up there. Yeah, at least put it up until, like, 2015 while it was still funny. I get why you wouldn't want to let him put new stuff up, because he's like, the the people in the January 6th riots, they're doing great. Keep going. Like, that's not a good look for Twitter, but the old stuff about Diet Coke, really no harm can come from that.
0: Yeah, all-timer too Unless
1: Pepsi is trying to uh, put their thumb on the scale.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't think any presidents would be willing to drink Pepsi, even though it's garbage. He's the only president that's really a soda guy. That's one of his main perks, I think. Because oh, you, you yeah, can never wish imagine was... Obama talking about soda. He's like a a, a
0: LaCroix or San Pe- Pellegrino type of guy. But the real thing with Obama, and it's a shame that he's not allowed to promote it, is that he's a cigarette guy. You know, he should have been just talking about like Marlboro Southern Cuts all the time when he was in office. Yeah, jazz cigarettes. Yeah, the Choom Gang. The Choom Gang, which he inducted I was his thinking about that into. recently. I uh, It'd be fun to secure the rights to a Choom Gang movie, but obviously you could never get Obama. But I bet for real cheap, you could get every member of the Choom Gang except Obama.
1: Oh, yeah. You could get Obama's half-brother.
0: Yeah. You could probably get Michelle. And then you just add a stand-in, like add one fictional character as an Obama stand-in, and you'd have a great movie. about. Uh, it'd just be a good stoner comedy the stoner who became president that would be amazing well speaking of uh, malia obama who's smoking jazz
1: cigarettes at music festivals all the time you had uh you had something you wanted to
0: talk about about lollapalooza oh yeah it's kind of amazing you know when you when you try to think of what's the shittiest music festival in the country or just most like uh relentlessly self-promotional and aggressively capitalist i think of things like i don't know Coachella and Bonnaroo maybe a little bit before Lollapalooza but Lala this year is really going for it where they've got their own mutant ape and a bunch of dumb crypto bullshit they're promoting aggressively and they've got the Goldman Sachs CEO playing the festival and like there's a few things we could talk about with these of something there's like this amazing CNN article just headlined Goldman Sachs CEO will perform at Lollapalooza um and it's full of nice little tidbits about how he changed his DJ alias from D Soul to his CEO name David Solomon. Is his CEO name different from his like given name? I guess that is your given name. So.
1: there should be a CEO name too. Like yeah, Jeff Bezos yeah. Like should when you be ascend able to the be throne, like, you get it's like becoming pope or something. He should be like Jeff O oh, or something like that. Something yeah. cool, something tech related.
0: But like this article is interesting because there's a bunch of things throughout it that are just mildly flattering about how he donates all this money to charity. And he has all these pull quotes that are just really like basic shit. Like, you know, some people golf for a hobby. I prefer to DJ. (laughs) And then by the time you get to the bottom, you realize it's all been paid content the whole time. So not only is this lame ass article like 200 words long, he fucking paid to plant this in CNN business. That's so sad if you're that rich and you can't God. find a way to
1: get a loophole.
0: Yeah, it's so funny, man. Like, you
1: can't just email someone and be like, hey, can you write about this? And, like, don't say I paid you.
0: Yeah. just do it for, like, <laughs> know, a favor seen,
1: or something. Like,
0: especially because the business press is so dumb, they just fawn over CEOs all the time. You could easily place something in, like, the broader business press. I guess, like, CNN is probably less obsessed with him as a DJ or something, but... You could have easily gotten Forbes to write this article for free. Yeah, Forbes or Bloomberg. That's all
1: they do is just republish press releases. Yeah, exactly. I've got the uh, lineup pulled up now. Metallica, Dua Lipa, J. Cole, Green Day, Doja Cat, Machine Gun Kelly. Wow. Lil Baby and Kygo. Those are the headliners. That's pretty cool, I guess. I mean, I would never go to something like this because I hate crowds and I don't really like concerts, but I would love to see Dua Lipa do her hits live. I want to hear Doja Cat do Say So.
0: I want to hear Doja Cat do I'm a Cow.
1: That's right. She's hiding that she did that song because she's embarrassed. She won't play it live. It's like Radiohead with Creep.
0: Yeah. But it's her best song, just like Radiohead with Creep. Doja Cat set lists. Does she play that song? Let's find out. She should have a Peter Frampton-style inflatable cow, like
1: in The Simpsons. Yeah. Turnstile is in uh, line four here. Interesting. They're on the way up. Hundred GEX. Yeah, it's like Manchester Orchestra. That's that's good. Good for them.
0: It's like a fine lineup where it's like I would definitely never go. Like the the headliners are a very weird mixture of like super old legacy acts like Metallica and then like Doja Cat, who's like kind of surprised that she's a headliner, but that's cool for her. But there's almost nothing in between because like Green Day is also like fucking almost thirty years into their career, right? They're missing like that. The age, like basically they're missing like my age of like, there's no one like, you know, Tame Impala or whatever the fuck that's like peaked like 10 years ago, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, certain, certain bands with a lot of members in them, uh, refuse to play this show because they're too busy doing Mardi Gras.
0: Yeah. Well, actually Arcade Fire is too busy playing Coachella instead of Lala, it seems like. Yeah. Wow. We have to get Dan to uh, spill all the beans on all that stuff, but, uh. We got one more week here where he's sidelined. He's got all kinds of wild tales to tell, but no place to tell them yet. Oh, Buffalo Nichols
1: is in here. That's my dad. <laughs> Young Franco, that's my son. That's right. Who is Buffalo Nichols? I want to find out now. No idea. No Wikipedia article. It's It's a black blues musician who's 30. He's up for a contemporary blues album Grammy. Maybe it is my dad. I don't know. Yeah, I think it is. But that's interesting. I up. guess that's that's cool that like a 30-year-old black blues musician is at these shows. Yeah, absolutely. After all the white blues guys have died. Yeah. <laughs> they clapped in, like, get those guys out of here. And, you know,
0: we can uh, repatriate the genre
1: to its original
0: owners. Yeah, Totally. You should call your dad up, uh, assuming he knows what you're talking about, and just like accost him with a bunch of questions. (laughs) (laughs) I don't recognize a lot of these artists. Dude, I'm uh, down the rabbit hole of looking at every show um, Doja Cat ever played on setlist.fm. And according to the site, she has never played I'm a Cow live. Hmm. Very disappointing. I
1: do see one in 2018. It's a phone video of her playing Moo Bitch I'm a cow live in Houston. The subhead for the oh, video okay. is maybe I'm just... five feet tall. Sorry, because she can't see over people.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm right there with you, brother. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: yeah, maybe like there's just not enough old set lists on this website. Because most of them go back to like 2019. There's some 2018s, but people also ask, did Doja Cat make a song about a cow? Oh, wait a second. I found no, she has performed it. She performed it 18 times. I just didn't, it's only, it's called Moo on here, not Bitch I'm a Cow. Oh yeah, I guess that's the title. Often stylized in all caps as Moo. So actually she did perform it up until 2019, yeah. She did it at Rolling Loud. She's done it at some big festivals. She used a sample of Wes Montgomery's polka dots and
1: moonbeams. Wow. I've heard that album. It's a good album. One of the, one of the greats. Was he in my fake band that we did for the Heaven Bands? It might have been another uh, blues guy who always does the the octaves. Yeah, I don't know. He was my guitarist along with the bassist from Korn and John Bonham.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Throwback. But uh yeah, continuing on with the Lala stuff, they bought a mutant ape, which is also especially funny cuz it's like it wasn't given to them or anything. They just like tried to buy one for relatively cheap, I think if you look at the history of it. It's like, I think they actually traded it through a bunch of people where maybe someone they knew traded it to them or something. That's extremely whack. Maybe they found it.
1: Yeah, maybe they stole it. That would be awesome. That would be very rock and roll if they stole someone's NFT by sending them a phishing email.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think I see the email. They should have here. stolen it from a different festival. Is it the green ape? Yeah, it's a mutant ape with the green thing coming out the top of its head. Here, I can I can link it in the chat. Everyone's been busy buying red
1: and blue apes, and green apes have just been sitting here.
0: That's right. But like, Someone bought it like three months ago for 8.75 ETH, and then it, it was transferred like five times in a row. So who knows the deal there? But One of the buyers was Herkshire
1: Hathaway's
0: Retire. Is a picture of a young guy with his cat? Wow, nice, oh, wait, nice here's, trick. A... I know you're Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah, Berkshire Hathaway has switched entirely into NFTs. They're getting out of like real estate and all that shit. Um, But uh, there's extraordinarily obnoxious ad copy on the Lollapalooza page about their Mutant Ape. And it says, Lollapalooza is thrilled to ape in and join Mutant Ape Yacht Club. The Bored Ape Yacht Club has become a cultural leader in the NFT world in a remarkable amount of time. From B-A-Y-C DJs to the cover of Rolling Stone, B-A-Y-C has already made lasting waves in the world of music. Meet Breezy. Breezy is Lollapalooza's biggest fan. Every year is unforgettable, but the rest of the year Breezy is one bored ape, slowly passing the time on their Lake Michigan yacht until that special week returns. The lineup is finally released and the excitement quickly turns to FOMO. How will Breezy possibly see every band? So Breezy invites Flip to meet at Buckingham Fountain to map out a festival plan. They notice the fountain is glowing bright green and spot an empty vial floating on top. There's a warning label with fine print that reads, May cure FOMO with unpredictable results. The two friends lean into the fountain and take a gulp. Breezy's eyes twitch and two eyes mutate into three, then eight, ten, and finally fifteen eyeballs. Breezy can finally catch every moment on every stage at once. Flip feels funny, too, and can now see the bright colors of the metaverse. Lala is going to be legendary, Breezy proclaims. Flip hops on Breezy's hat and screams, I can't wait. Because as you know, Lala Palooza is better with friends. Friends with an N. Uh, Yeah, yeah.
1: like the, uh, the Pepe kind. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm looking at their other NFTs now. And this is, I wish Dan was here because this is some really rancid shit. The Ukraine Museum of War sells NFTs, which are a bunch of hands around a tweet from the Parliament of Ukraine about this is a pretty standard tweet. Like, Speaker held a phone call with the president of the Bundestag. After she was appointed for the position, she assured that she would protect democracy from enemies. Today, the entire Ukrainian people
0: are also defending democracy from the enemy. Okay. Yeah, it's a random tweet with 40 likes that has nothing meaningful about it. So that is owned by Lollapalooza
1: Friends, apparently. They bought a Glitter Punk. They bought a Bored Ape Timeless. they uh, They bought one from Pepsi
0: the pepsi nft oh, those are so fucking lame which man. is a the microphone with a pepsi
1: logo on it and then a little fake mustache like they used to put on the lift cars
0: God, and how indeed. much how much did they pay for this i don't for some of them you can't see i don't know why that is because i don't understand this shit well enough but maybe this one was free
1: i yeah, yeah I think, it might have been like gifted. yeah i think they, they got gifted it, it cost 70 dollars to send it because of how fucked up ethereum is yeah, Ethereum. What sucks, a horrible dude. system! Imagine if you had to PayPal someone like hundred dollars, and it was like, "Whoops!" Yeah, just you have to, to pay sixty dollars yeah. to send this. Yeah, that's a great. But point. if you wait till tomorrow, it'll only be twenty. Like, how do how does anyone think that's going to be used by people for real? Especially Americans. Like Americans won't put up with that shit. There's a Louis Vuitton ape that was deleted, and one from yeah, I saw that one too. from McDonald's official, which. Was that fake? I don't get it, because apparently they owned it, but it says McDonald's and not McDonald's. It's delisted now? I don't know. <laughs> and it's gone? There's one from Tesla that's delisted? I wonder what happened here. There's one from Gucci
0: that's delisted? Maybe they still have it, and it's just not on the website. Yeah, this is, I think we just don't understand what's going on, because it's too many things to be, like, all of them fraudulent. But, It'd be really funny if Lollapalooza <laughs> kept buying fraudulent shit. That would be awesome if it. they got their wallet stolen during the show. Yeah, <laughs> what's the point of I it's just all this like corporate crossover it. crap? The Nike and Adidas apes are still up. God, those suck too, man. I think it's good. That's right. How come they claim that they're a music festival and they don't have a crypto bet?
1: Yeah, and they don't have Ozzy on the bill either. He's fine. He can perform live. He has to have a teleprompter because his his memory's so bad. But that's okay. I think everybody should have a teleprompter if they want. I don't know if I could remember my own lyrics off the top of my head. Like, if you asked me to play one of
0: my songs right now, I would probably have to look it up. Yeah. but that's like Honestly, though, it comes back to you if you practice it for, like, a week. It'll all, like, come back to you really quick. It's like a muscle memory. Yeah. I've never been good at memorizing lyrics, only melodies. I think the key is to remember the beginning of each verse or pre-chorus or whatever. And when you remember, like, the first five words, the whole thing will come to you pretty easily once you've, like, got it down. No, I'll just get a
1: teleprompter, Obama style.
0: Yeah. The only president ever to use one. That would be funny if people treated bands the way they treat politicians like that. Like, oh, Ozzy's using his teleprompter again. It's because he can't relate to the people. It's
1: been so long since he actually talked to an Iron Man that, like, yeah, that's he right. just has no feeling behind it. It's been so long since he's been paranoid or
0: that he shook hands with the Hand of Doom. He's just too busy with these stupid bats. Man, with Metallica headlining Lollapalooza, I'm surprised they haven't done a really shitty NFT drop. Or maybe they have, and it's so shitty we didn't hear about it. Let's find out.
1: We must have talked about when Metallica was on Twitch and they got DMCA'd, right?
0: Yeah, we did. That was so (laughs) funny. They had to replace
1: it with some little MIDI. God, I love it, They really blew it.
0: Yeah, I don't think Metallica's actually done an NFT of their own, but there's just insane shit you can find on OpenSea of, like... Star Wars characters doing a Metallica concert and it's just obviously a really dog shit graphic of like Baby Yoda is playing drums and some guy I've never seen before is playing guitar like it's just fucking awful oh that's it's a guy from Death Note playing guitar with Baby Yoda oh that's cool oh
1: man Baby Yoda should be a hologram at Lollapalooza why not that's right yeah
0: have him sing for Metallica I
1: know they won't let you in if and you're a have, baby, uh, but like he's like 35 or something.
0: Yeah. Apparently, uh, James Het- James
1: Hetfield's son named Caster has a new band called Bastardane. Wait, what'd you say? Bastard-Vane? Bastardane. <laughs> Bastardane. Oh, that's even worse.
0: God, that sucks. Yeah,
1: is it supposed to be like uh, bastard octane? Or just like a random suffix? Is it a hydrocarbon? That's what that suffix is. Yeah. <laughs> In a 2021 interview with The Hum, the trio said, We are bastardane, and we are not some average chump white male band looking to get laid. They're, yeah, you're a metal band. <laughs> there is a time in every generation when music is the guiding light out of hard times. We just want to make emotionally empowering music that isn't trying to cater to a certain audience. Our career is about making people happy and fulfilling the emotional needs of those who can't tolerate words alone. And also my, hey, what if my dad is James Hetfield from means Metallica. nothing.
0: We're not trying to cater to an audience, but we want to make our audience feel uh, something. All of their kids are in bands. They should hook up with Tommy Lee's kid. Yeah, they can make Motel Nine.
1: It's interesting that you see this now when you didn't really see it in the past. Like, I think Paul McCartney's son has a band, but you don't really. It is
0: maybe just a degree to which nepotism has infiltrated, and or like, or rather, maybe even more specifically, like the music industry has professionalized along certain lines where if your dad's in Metallica, he has all these connections to, uh, you know, booking agents, promoters, managers, everything. Plus just has all this nice gear lying around you can just use and you're rich so you don't have to do anything with your life. So like everything's just put in place for you, you know? Yeah, it makes it really easy.
1: I guess that's what Box Kids did so I can't really complain about it but it does seem like it's more normalized i guess like people are less ashamed of it i feel like in the past with people like sean lennon or julian lennon there was always this sort of like um this uh like i don't know this feeling that there were nepotism cases and they shouldn't really be taken seriously but now
0: it's like hey tommy lee's son has a band this is awesome well i think there's still an implication they shouldn't be taken seriously though because no one is fucking talking about bastardane or motel seven they, yeah. Those bands just get to float along with a very small audience and do it anyway because nothing matters. Is anything out from this band now? They haven't put anything out in like a year. They have like 6,000 Instagram followers. It's not like nothing. They put out an EP. We called this EP Headphones
1: because we want the music to take you away from the world a little. When you wear headphones, oh, you God, almost want so to close dumb. your eyes, but sometimes you also want to dance. And sometimes you even want to go to the beach for a run. We wanted the music to take you wherever you want it to. They should just, like, not even ask them questions. Just be like, this is someone's kid, which is why we're doing this. (laughs) Like, don't, yeah. I don't need to hear your theories about what
0: headphones are. I know what's going on. It's Dylan Jagger Lee. Yeah, the heavy rocking debut single is out now on streaming services. We
1: need to form a band of all the kids of celebrities we know. Nate's
0: kids. Um, (laughs) This is going to be a band of like four-year-olds then, basically. Well, that's okay. Who else do we know? That's a good point. If we get them started quick, that's good. Let's see. I'm trying to think of all the babies I know. Well, Keith's daughter is a little older. That's true. Like what? Like nine or ten or something? But they should make Um, one baby. Spencer has a, a kid who's like one or two now. That's good enough. Yeah, just get some. It's gonna be mostly babies and toddlers, and then like one or two, like eight or nine year olds, just slam together into a band. There's this band on YouTube called Children Medieval Band in Germany,
1: and they do Rammstein covers. And now they're all like uh, in their teens, but when they first came out, the drummer was like a two year old girl, and she was perfectly on beat. It was very <laughs> cute. So I think if you uh, if you train them enough. Maybe if you like hold a metronome up to the stomach when they're pregnant or something.
0: Yeah. I mean, when I remember when we had Nate on, we did talk about how uh, his son needs to start a duo with Mark Ronson. Uh, that's a uncle nephew duo. That, that was a pretty good idea, but I do like this idea a little better of just like an all toddler band. <laughs> Famous toddlers. Famous toddlers. That's the name of the band. Even though some yeah, of the that's members good. are 10. And then. They're going to do the same thing that like Lil Bow Wow did and be like, oh, I'm not Lil anymore. Now I'm just Bow Wow. They'll go from being famous toddlers to just famous. Lil Bow Wow was the only guy to do that, right? Because there are a lot of Lil's. No, there's been, there's been another, a number of others. Like Young Jeezy went to just Jeezy. Uh, I know there's been a few more than that. Yeah, I guess Young is a little
1: more on the nose. Lil Wayne is still Lil like Wayne, but he's kind of Lil. Tr- but
0: he's still Lil. Yeah, he's, he's, real. he's a smaller guy. The thing about young thug is that he can't get rid of the young because the name just thug is so lame. I mean, I guess he goes by thugga anyway, but you can't just be called thug like plain, you know? Yeah, little baby too. Or Dub baby. Like I don't know if you I mean say, big baby is funny, but it's too close to um old dirty bastard was big big baby Jesus or whatever. Do you make it big adult? Or you just do you change little baby to baby
1: and say not that kind of baby, like or you could like just the be romantic Lil type nobody. of baby.
0: Yeah, I guess you could sell it like that. I'm looking at um, Bastardane on Spotify, and they seem to be a little less popular than E1 is on Spotify. <laughs> like our music, not our podcast. Oh, I know what you can do. You say Lil is an acronym, and it stands for living in luxury. Oh, there you go. You put dots between it. But yeah, not looking good for uh, Bastardane on Spotify, really, like... If if E1 did a collab with them, it would probably be good for their total stream numbers. You should. Yeah. <laughs> if any of our listeners
1: have some extra money, we've got a great investment opportunity for you. Uh, there's a uh, one of the most treasured musicians in American history. His entire catalog
0: is up for sale. It's John Acapinti. Oh my god, that's right. Yeah, uh, let's see here. So this one was from uh, maybe almost like two weeks ago now, and there's still no takers. Uh, Akapinti posted a new song called This Song is for You, and the contents of the song are exactly what he describes in the description of the video, which is, Attention to all 844 of my subscribers here on YouTube. This is a bona fide free offer I am making to you. I have spent the last 30 years doing volunteer concerts and counseling at prisons, schools, nursing homes, churches, and other places where hurting people need encouragement. As a result, I live on a modest social security income. Oh, so he's a Republican, but he's a leech on the government here. I live on a modest social security income and drive a 20-year-old car. At 82 years of age, I want to turn all 370 of my original songs here on YouTube over to someone who can promote, publish, and record these songs. You may play in a band or are just an avid audiophile. If you have the means and the desire to promote these songs, please send me an email and we can arrange the transfer of these songs over to you. Serious inquiries appreciated and God bless you. Wait a second. I never realized before that he said it's a free offer.
1: Yeah. What is a free offer? Money. I guess he'll just give you the songs. Maybe he means he wants someone to do free promotion and then give him the money. I don't know, dude. Like, I don't know. He said record, too. So I assume he wants people to re-record the songs, which
0: I guess I could do. But we could do that ourselves anyway and just do them as covers. Like, we don't need to own the rights to the songs to do covers, you know? Yeah. It's his amazing pipes that make the songs unique and his unique mixing sensibilities. So I think that if we re-recorded them, all the charm would just completely dissipate. Yeah, it would just be uh, pretty... By the number of songs, he uses
1: the same chord progression. Usually, it's around the same tempo. The lyrics repeat a lot. It just wouldn't have that genuisque yeah, of his production.
0: Yeah, it's the heart and soul that he puts into the music that makes it what it is. It's funny that he's got a low income
1: and he's on social security, and his solution to it is making money from music
0: publishing. <laughs> He's a dreamer at the end of the day.
1: Like, I think you might have better luck uh, finding cans and turning them in. I'm surprised that he's not a dang liberal, though, living off government largesse. Yeah, and supporting Ukraine, apparently. He had a song called Putin is a War Criminal, one called God Bless Ukraine. I I never thought I'd see the day uh, where he agrees with Joe Biden on something. Right after that, he has one called Wise Guys on Newsmax. Oh, that one's really good, too. I don't know if he's watching the wrong shows or... I don't know what also, newsmax, isn't newsmax is. Newsmax
0: getting removed uh, from most like major cable packages. I saw that happen have OAN, to learn OAN. How to watch maybe it Newsmax too. Oh shit! No, you were right. It was just OANN. It wasn't Newsmax. I, com- I forget that there's a difference between those two. I think it's only on uh, but yeah, TV. His- I don't think you can get it through cable. Okay, that makes sense. Or maybe it's on but Comcast. His song you were just talking about, his wise guys uh, song about the Newsmax people, is great because. Uh, in the beginning, it says, he points out that he is a third-generation Italian-American, and then he goes on to call all of them Paisanos and Goombas and shit. Oh, Lord. Like, all of the all of the anchors. <laughs> yeah, he
1: is um, He's anglicized, for sure, because he's an evangelical.
0: He's like a Southern Baptist yeah. or something. He abandoned the mother yeah, church. I'm actually not sure exactly what he is, like... There's never any specific content to his religious message besides, like, Jesus is good, you know? Yeah, that's about all there is to it. Yeah, I guess you're right. As far as evangelicalism goes, that is pretty much the extent of the scripture. I'm looking at Newsmax's coverage of Ukraine, and I guess they're not really pro-Russia?
1: That's interesting. I assume they would be uh, towing, like, the Tucker Carlson
0: line. But the right has had a really hard time figuring out any coherent stance on the war, you know? Yeah, it's hard to... I don't know. They're they're between a rock and a
1: hard place because they always go back to saying like Joe Biden is weak on Russia, Obama's weak on Russia, we need to stop Putin. And then when a Republican's in power,
0: Putin's good. Yeah. They have to and keep going, going back They like imperial wars, but usually they want the U.S. to be the one carrying them out, you know? Yeah. It really does split them
1: up in a lot of interesting ways. Like a lot of them are just fully on the side of Russia because they're more anti-gay and like the polls that they view all politics through are like gay and not gay.
0: Cultural. Yeah. They only understand cultural shit.
1: But so many of them, especially the older ones are still uh, fully engaged with American nationalism. Like that's such a big part of it. And like a lot of them, a lot of the younger ones, like the Pepe Groeper guys understand that It's not really the country of America that they're fighting for. It's more like a a specific white subculture and like a cultural conservatism that's not necessarily embodied by the American state now that uh, the country's more diverse. I don't know. You got to make some hard choices, I guess. Would you rather be gay American or straight Russian?
0: (laughs) That war has been a good, like it's broken the brains of people equally across the political spectrum where it's been such a clear litmus test of who's just really stupid and untrustworthy on the left in the center on the right etc like just the kind of absolute fucking dog brain morons putatively on the left who are like oh putin's good because vaguely the prior existence of the ussr means he's secretly a leftist or somehow russia has some kind of leftist legacy like all these like weird contorted positions that people take are just even more plainly stupid than they are at any other time, you know?
1: Yeah. There's really no playbook for what to do when a different capitalist imperial superpower uh, fights a war against like a NATO puppet, basically.
0: Like, what do you do? Yeah, absolutely. Who's good? Yeah. That's why it's so clarifying is because people who've built up all these really stupid ideas in the last 20 years finally have to confront the like facile nature of their ideas and at the end of the day the only like sensible leftist thing about this war is you just feel bad for all ordinary people in Ukraine and Russia who are just either pointlessly dying in a pointless war or being sanctioned to death and just fucking are going to increasingly be on the brink of starvation and destitution for no reason in you know sanctions aren't gonna fucking affect Putin whatsoever you know it's just you know, it's the same way these things always go in other parts of the world. It's just having them happen in that part of the world clarifies people's own lack of understanding about how wars work in the 21st century, about how sanctions actually work, etc., and just lead people to say just dumb shit, man. Sanctions seem like they're not really going to do anything. No, of course not. They never do. I mean, I guess you can't say never, but basically when you broadly think that sanctions are going to lead to regime change like the US believes in a place like Iran or Syria or what have you. Like there's so many places where sanctions just never, ever, ever lead to regime change. North Korea, I don't think there's any successful, or maybe someone can pull like one successful example out of their hat, but I don't really think so, right? Like I'm pretty sure they never lead to regime change.
1: The idea behind it is basically that the people are gonna get so mad that they're gonna overthrow the leader. But that doesn't really make yeah. sense, especially as weapons get better
0: and like yeah, exactly. you have surveillance to make the military and mad and not ordinary people but obviously someone like Putin's not a fucking moron where he's gonna take care of the small number of people who could successfully kill him you know yeah they're
1: never gonna make spending cuts to the military no matter what happens to yeah. the sanctions it's it, they're just gonna have attrition on the lowest
0: end of the population yeah people will just suffer that much harder like ordinary people in order to prop up a slightly defanged oligarch class but you can never like force regime change that way who put those guys in power anyway yeah (laughs) u.s ought to have a word with whoever uh strongly helped to create this status quo in the 90s when i
1: find find out who gave all those state resources to these oligarchs i'm gonna be so pissed off Mm -hmm.
0: yeah we should hold those people accountable that's what's so again that's like so clarifying on people's uh, feelings about oligarchy in general, too, of the push in the U.S. and the EU to suddenly sanction Russian oligarchs. It's like, why don't we just do this to all oligarchs, including our own, right? Like, Yeah, why weren't we doing that before? Were these guys good before? Were yeah. they good when they were doing it in Chechnya? In Georgia? But I suppose we digress.
1: We didn't talk about McDonald's yet. Yeah,
0: that's right. Apparently...
1: Uh, I'm loving It, the McDonald's jingle, was a full song. And Pusha T claims that he created it. And he did rap on the first ad that came out. But he was only paid on a one-time basis without royalties.
0: Yeah, so apparently his uh, account of the events contrasts with the actual producers. Like Pharrell was the main songwriter. And the production is credit to the Neptunes. But there's like a handful of other songwriters who all dispute that Pusha T actually wrote it. But like Alex is saying, he rapped on the first commercial and got paid a one-time fee for that. So I'm pretty, like it seems to me like Pusha T is the one who's wrong and just misremembers what happened. Like it seems pretty clear cut that like Pharrell's the main writer. Pusha T's been mad about it for a while, at
1: least since 2016. Let's see, Tom Patoy, who was one of the co-writers, told Pitchfork that he did not actually write it. It doesn't seem like something he would have written, like "ba da ba 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 I'm love." Yeah, like, he's not, not really, really a hook pusher, writer, you teeth.
0: Know, Type of thing, is it? And there's not enough um, oblique cocaine references in it either for him. It seems more like something Pharrell
1: and Justin Timberlake came up with.
0: Yeah, exactly. But that's amazing that like you discovered this full-length song based on the jingle. I have no memory of this at all. Yeah, I had
1: no idea this existed. It only has 17 million views on YouTube, which is
0: pretty remarkable for something that's like... considering it's 20 years old and a Justin Timberlake song, like a full... It's a legit Justin Timberlake song. I'm loving it. Yeah. And it failed to chart in the US. It went to number one in Belgium only. (laughs) It's weird that they made it. Like, I don't know.
1: Maybe they gave up on it. Right after they put it out, they're like, yeah, that was, why did we even make a full
0: song based on
1: the McDonald's jingle? Like it wasn't promoted enough or something?
0: Yeah. It, it's insane. Like, I'm, I think it's a kind of karmic justice that it flopped, but it's insane that it did. Cause it just seems like something to me that would work easily, you know?
1: Yeah. That's probably one of the most well-known songs ever. It's up there with like the national. Timberlake was
0: paid $6 million to sing the jingle. It was released on oh, the funny. bonus
1: features of Justin Timberlake live from London. When I
0: saw he did that on live
1: <laughs> from London, I was really hoping he did it live. Yeah, me too.
0: <laughs> just performing the McDonald's jingle for three minutes live is so funny. That would be
1: so awesome to hear him say, ba-da-ba-ba-ba, and then the crowd goes wild.
0: <laughs> yeah, like acapella intro that just makes everyone lose their minds. Oh yeah, that sucks. It's only on the bonus CD. I really want to see him perform that live. He should. He should perform it well, now. Like,
1: he, it's his biggest song. He should do it. Yeah, technically it probably is, you Arguably, know? Arguably, probably the most people have heard it. More than Rock Your Body or Cry Me a River or um, Mirrors.
0: Yeah. If you count every McDonald's ad with the ba-da-ba-ba-ba thing in it as a play on Spotify, that'd be so many billions. It'd be out of control, you know? Which you should. I think they should count
1: ads that have songs in them for plays on Spotify and on the Billboard charts. So every year it should be, uh, what, like the, I don't even remember any commercials now.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, I think even um, things like the little NBC, like doom, 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 that should count too. We love the subs, the Quiznos
1: ad. That should have been the top (laughs) song of 2005. 100%. Fuck Mariah Carey, We Belong Together even though she also did a McDonald's tie-in. I missed it. I, I didn't get a chance to get the Mariah meal.
0: And I'm, ki- I'm kicking myself over it. You have FOMO, just like the Lollapalooza mutant ape had about um, missing certain bands at Lollapalooza. I just have this hate of missing out.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. They need to put out more celebrity Ooh. meals. It's been a few months. They had BTS, J Balvin, Travis Scott. Yeah. And now they stopped. How about Machine Gun Kelly? How about Ozzy Osbourne? How about Pusha T? Yeah, you should get to bite the head off of a bat that's just like a big chicken nugget. They should give Pusha T a meal, and then he'll stop bitching about McDonald's. Because it's really eating into <laughs> their is... stock prices when he tweets about how they suck. But I, I, yeah. I don't think we even mentioned that he did a diss track
0: with Arby's. No, we didn't, because it's so brutal that I don't want to think about it. Which is also not the first fast food diss track. Because like what Wendy's had the... Uh, Wendy's did a rap EP in like 2014, and then Hamburger Helper did one a couple years later. Was, I think the Wendy's one is called We Beefin? Is that right? Let's see. Oh boy, yeah, it's like a full-on diss track about the fillet
1: of fish at McDonald's and how it sucks. And speaking of things that Donald Trump could talk about if he was still on Twitter, that is his favorite sandwich. That is his favorite is food it in really? the world. Yeah, he calls it the fish delight. I didn't know that.
0: Oh, that's amazing. He could get Pusha T on stage and have him do this. Little Pimp. Yeah, Little Pimp. That's a classic, too. Man, Little Pump's such a fucking moron. Did he get anything out of that? Did he get, like, a pardon or something? I don't think so. His career's also just been downhill from there. I don't think he really got anything out of that. It probably hurt him overall, I would hope. That clip is so funny. I I can't remember if we ever talked about that on the show or not, but it's so funny where Trump introduces him as Little Pimp... Then he walks up and he like starts talking like total like AAVE dialect and then immediately switches to sound as white as he possibly can after like three seconds. It's awesome. But I I pulled up the uh, Wendy's We Beefin' EP on Wikipedia from 2018 actually. It's more recent than I remembered. Uh, The track list, all these songs are like a minute and a half long. The track list is Twitter Fingers, Holdin' It Down, Rest in Grease, Clownin', and Four for Four Dollars. Oh, I guarantee clowning is a diss track on McDonald's, right? They don't even have the clown
1: anymore. So nice try. In November 2021, the IRS filed a lien on Lil Pump's home. Oh, hell yeah. You can't get Donald Trump like, to uh, help with that? Isn't his house in Florida? I mean, Trump doesn't actually help anyone with anything. <laughs> yeah, but he, he called him Lil Pimp, so he kind of <laughs> owes him something. He's got a house in Florida. Uh, Trump's got a house in Florida. Maybe they should move in together. Yeah, Lil Pump should just buy whatever property next to Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> God, he got sued by American Express for a $26,000 unpaid bill.
0: Goddamn, so funny. Come
1: on, man. <laughs> you're just running I know up he's 20- also been
0: trying to get into NFTs and shit. Yeah, he
1: did have an NFT. I guess he didn't get paid enough for it. Man, just r- running up $26,000 in a credit card and not paying it when you're a famous rapper. That's awesome. Yeah, it's so funny. Like what you, what's, the, what's the monthly
0: payment like 200 bucks yeah <laughs> also you just pay someone to take care of that for you and it's still like ugh. even if you're too lazy to spend five seconds on your bank's website it's just so many ways you could take care of that he's only 21 which is crazy he's I mean we talked about here recently how he's really similar to <laughs> soldier boy but he might have an even more aggressive fall from grace than soldier boy because he's really stupid and really untalented <laughs> Yeah, the Donald Trump thing was probably not a smart move.
1: Like, Yeah, even Soldier Boy would never do a Donald Trump rally. Like, come on. Apparently he had a tweet in 2016 that said, fuck Donald Trump, which he deleted when people started retweeting it. Oh, God, that rocks. (laughs) Man, like Kanye was able to sort of get away with the Donald Trump thing, even though it really tarnished his reputation overall, because he's he's so established. Like, you can never get rid of him. He's like uh, irreplaceable. Yeah. But Lil Pump, um, like not giving him gigs and shit because he was uh, a Donald Trump supporter, that doesn't cost you too much. Yeah, exactly. Nobody cares, man. Oh, there's an article about the rise and fall of Esqueda revisiting Lil Pump at the student newspaper at Trinity College in Hartford, Connecticut.
0: <laughs> wow, I feel like there's probably a full episode in if we want to subject ourselves to the We Beef EP. The Hamburger Helper EP, the I'm Loving It Justin Timberlake song, the uh, Pusha Arby song. We might have to do that sometime soon. Yeah, we did the Waffle House songs. Yeah, that's right. Any song that's made. I wonder about if there's food? any others to add. Yeah, any. I think it has to be fast food specifically, and like it needs to be commissioned by the fast food company because I'm sure that there's some other songs out there that mention fast food, but. I like this, like, corporate core version of it, you know? Yeah. Maybe people should start doing songs
1: like that on spec.
0: Yeah, it's just what John Accapinti wanted to do, you That's know? how
1: Lil Pump can come back. He can make a song about uh, Applebee's and how good it is, or Chili's, or... Just put out a whole album of songs where each one is about how good each restaurant is. And then you delete the rest of them when one hires you. And put out new songs saying all the other restaurants, they suck. And their food is poison.
0: Or you even treat it like a cover letter where you have one song where 95% of the lyrics are just vaguely, they're so vague that they could apply to any food. And then in the first line, you just say, yo, Wendy's just what's up? And then the rest of it just is all pre-written. Their meat is fully cooked. They do it by the book. Yeah. (laughs) They have lots of sides. You should go and take a look. You can slot it anywhere. Or Lil Pump could just buy John Accapinti's discography for free. And just repurpose his Waffle House songs for that. Yeah, but be the middleman.
1: Sell those songs to Waffle House. He takes all the money. John Accapinti is probably going to die in the next year. And there's no way his kid's going to like uh, realize that happened. They're not going to think to message Lil Pump. Hey, yeah. did my dad have any
0: millions of dollars from Applebee's? They're not going to do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, were, were there any... Or you just
0: get your, get your crooked lawyer to make him sign everything over on his deathbed and... I need you to sign this. What is it? I don't know. Okay. It's uh, my Bible. I need you to sign a copy of my Bible, dude. If, um, you know, like there's so many artists getting in on legal weed of obviously we talked about on other episodes, like all the Marley kids and everything having their own strains, but no one would benefit more and no one would be more genuinely excited if cocaine became legal than Pusha Tee. Like, he would have his own strain. Is there such thing as a strain of coke? I don't know. Probably the cocoa. He would have dispensaries. He would fucking go insane. There's probably a way to like breed the cocoa leaf differently. Yeah, I would. There's got to be something. Dude, this right here is like Girl Scout cookie coke, man. This is awesome. No, this is Colombian. This is more of like a heady high. This is a sativa.
1: Yeah, this yeah. one's relaxing. <laughs> this is more of an indica All- cocaine. <laughs> yeah indica coke they call it indica because it's for on the in, in the couch coke yeah, for you know when couch. you're trying
0: to just like rail a bunch of blow and then you just want to melt into the couch for four hours if they do legalize
1: cocaine they should let guys like pusher t make the money from it
0: yeah oh yeah you can bet he would jump all over it man honestly they should let public heroin
1: addicts sell oxycontin to people like, if yeah. guys who got arrested for marijuana get to have the first pick at, like, opening dispensaries in some places, I think, yeah. like, Keith Richards should get to do ads for OxyContin.
0: Yeah. Or, like, Thursday or something. Yeah. All the guys who didn't die. Jimmy Chamberlain. Yeah. The people who just quietly live kind of sad lives. <laughs> yeah. They need a they need a lift. Come on. That's actually... That, that should... You should be allowed to advertise cigarettes again, but it has to just be kind of sad, you know? It has to be like people oh, who like, have
1: one of those like vocoder things. Yeah, yeah, like a
0: tracheotomy. Yeah, it has to be people no, like I her, think, they have no jaw. But that's too much because that's already what the anti smoking commercials did. I think it needs to be more like that Reddit post we talked about in the Miller Light Guitar episode. Uh, the guy who just posted a bunch of like packs of cigarettes he bought next to his Les Paul. That should be the guy who's advertising cigarettes on TV. They just smoke so good. Yeah. It's just like an uncharismatic Reddit guy who bought like three packs just sitting there on camera in like a multi-million dollar ad just being like, oh, they got a new guitar and a couple packs of Morris.
1: Here at Philip Morris, we're about community. And
0: there's no better community than r slash cigarettes. Yeah. And like, instead of having the camel on like parade floats and everything at the Macy's Day Parade, they just got to have this weird Reddit nerd sitting out there with like a, on the Jumbotron, just like awkwardly smoking a cigarette and holding his Les Paul. If one of those guys gets caught with
1: a vape mod, they get kicked off the team immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Contract violation.
0: But likewise for alcohol, right? Like Billy Joel should be the spokesperson for any kind of alcohol. If you if you have never crashed your car into a house, how can you be the be an accurate spokesperson for a dangerous drug, you know? He uh, Billy Joel's life shows what can get re- like how alcohol gets real sometimes, you know? So if you're going to drink a beer, you should be willing to accept you could go down the same path as Billy Joel.
1: Yeah, you could do an impromptu performance in someone's living room by going through the wall.
0: Billy Joel <laughs> should do ads for Kool-Aid and be the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> oh, just yeah. Cool just drive man. through the building. It, it could be like some kind of mixed drink that's like Kool-Aid and vodka. Oh, that would be sick. And you're right. He has this piano with him in his car, so he just start performing right when he busts through the wall and do like the Kool-Aid song. It's nine o'clock in your living room. And I just smashed through the wall. Or rather, maybe he crashes through the wall, and then the house that he crashed into has a piano in the living room, and he can reach it. He lifts like a bloody hand out the window of the car and just starts playing their piano in the living room. Everybody starts clapping. (laughs) Oh my God, it's Billy Joel! They run to go grab their phone so they could take a photo and everything. (laughs) Yeah, we got to make that happen. Yeah, we got to go to the bar with Billy Joel and ask him to drive us home. Yeah, I think
1: he's still playing Piano Man at that bar. He has a residency there. It's uh,
0: like year 70 of it. Uh, Piano Man is like Lamb Chop's play along where it's the song that never ends. He's just been playing it at the bar forever. Every time a new person comes in, he
1: mentions them in the song and then they walk back out. (laughs) Well, there's an
0: ugly guy who just walked in the bar. Oh, Oh, fuck. God damn it. He's still here. It comes uh, full circle to just being very referential to what's going on around him, like a Family Guy thing or like a Machine Gun Kelly album. (laughs) That reminds me of the time when I crashed through the wall. (laughs) Well, I don't really know what to reflect on to close out here. We've covered about a thousand things very haphazardly today. but I think
1: we should play it out with This Song is for You by John Accapinti.
0: Yeah, you're right. That's right. I hope his songs find a home. But it kind of doesn't matter because... They're immortal, right? Like, everything he's had to say throughout his life is right there in the lyrics. And all that matters is you listen to his songs and absorb the message. And it kind of doesn't matter about any kind of corporate thing about, like, who owns what, you know? Like, it's all there in the music. Yeah, no
1: one owns the rights to Beethoven's music, but it lives on forever.
0: That's right. This song is and your dream. Have a date, you may also play in the band.
1: Use my music to create.